Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Everybody and Victory! welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. It's time for a Victory Pod. Dan, what is up? That's big time, dude. That feels good to say because we're uh, we need all the points we can get, man. Life is good. Life is good. Do not have the COVID uh, like good. our president does or <laughs> did. I don't know. Apparently, he's fine. And who knows? Just the flu now. I he's don't know. fine, but he's not fine. But who knows? Because the Fake doctors news. keep lying. So, whatever. Uh, hoax and all that. Who, who gives a shit? I don't know. Elections coming up. So, everyone vote and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Vote. Get out there. Vote. You know, hey, no matter who you're going to vote for, go out and vote. Obviously, you can probably surmise who Dan and I will be voting for. Mm. But we rock the vote. It's important to get out there and exercise your right to vote. So just, you know, make sure you do um, try to check out your local elections, too. This is a presidential election. That's a very big, important thing. But also, if you're on the Missouri side, there's a gubernatorial election. Uh, there is shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are local uh, state legislature elections. It's I it can be very, very hard to find information about local candidates. And it's a very big frustration for myself. But please try if you can. Sometimes they have information on Ballotpedia. So let me ask important. you something. Uh, I don't know a lot about politics, never really been into it. So mm-hmm. I don't pretend to speak on it. But Kansas has a Democrat governor Mm -hmm. so how is kansas considered a red state when they voted a blue governor and and it's reds and blues and kansas jayhawks i don't freaking know anything well kansas is is becoming almost more purple as you could say like over the last you know couple of years it's it's shifted a little bit and the senate race in in kansas is a lot of younger people have yeah banded together yeah yeah johnson county you know parts of johnson county are pretty red but parts of johnson county are more kind of purple maybe lean Mm. blue at times um and obviously johnson county is the most populous part of kansas compared to like western and more rural kansas that tends to be more red uh but you know i think whether you were republican democrat or whatnot a lot of kansans had a negative reaction to brownback and a lot of kansans had a negative reaction to chris kobach and I think That's that sort true. of pushed people more toward the center, maybe even lean blue, at least for certain things, almost as a negative reaction to At least those for the two. governor situation. Yeah. I gotcha. So well, that's cool, man. I, I've, I hate that you really, you know, it is what it is. You only really have two options. You're either red or you're blue. There is no yeah. in between. And it's like, it, it's, it's kind of gross when you think about it. Like it could almost be translated as like, you're a man or a woman. There's no in between. Like it's, there's just no there shouldn't be any like there's gray areas now you know what i mean so why do we yeah. have to vote one way or the other or what well, i don't know we're getting real deep now by the way Sporting <laughs> I, kc did win last weekend <laughs> we we could go on a whole political Holy podcast shit. but we know people don't want to do that but hey nah, people fast forwarded or turned us off <laughs> the point is please vote please try to do your research on your local elections please try to do your research on if there's you know state constitutional amendments i know there are big 
um, um, I think it's an amendment, but there's 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 just mm. or at least it's trying to overturn an amendment. Are we voting that, for weed yet? Is is weed something we're voting well, for? Missouri voted to legalize medical marijuana two years ago, mm. but there's still none being sold because state regulators are taking a long time. Whatever medical so, marijuana, who cares? But just please do try to do as much research as you can. It's tough, I get it, but uh, you know it it is important. And and if you're somebody who wants to see change in your community president is obviously an important thing to vote for please vote for president but also governor uh mayor city council local uh, state legislatures those those people are very important so well maybe you uh maybe you have a partner such as mine uh who does all that research for you and lets me know <laughs> lets me i don't have a voice bro i i i'm told who who i should like and i believe i believe her from marissa <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean, hey, she's like, people... well, this person, I'm like, I believe you. Check mark. <laughs> I mean, if you have a spouse who, who you trust like that, and, and they are somebody who can do that for you, that's, that is definitely one way to go. I mean, I think if people, um, if you can do your own research, obviously, you know, more power to you in that as well. But hey, it's, it's not possible for everybody. So it's as long as you can get your information from a source that you trust in some way, uh, and I, I know you trust Marissa. I trust Marissa. She's not giving you any sort of crazy information. She's giving you real information. So more power to you. She's pretty racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she hears that, as she listens to this podcast, like she does every week, now she'll know. I'm not allowed to uh, pod with you ever again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like say I said, it. Marissa. I have no voice. <laughs> I, di- I didn't say it. So uh, <laughs> anywho, let's, uh, yeah. So please vote, get out the vote. Um, Let's talk about some sporting Kansas City. We don't have any new reviews this week, so uh, make sure you check us out uh, and leave us that five-star rating and review if you haven't done so already. Uh, we appreciate those of you who have. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're Peace making bro. audio clips now, yo. <laughs> we, we are doing our little audio clip thing. That's kind of cool. It's big time. Uh, but let's talk about the first Sporting KC victory in a little while. I mean, this was, oh gosh, we... Um, how many games is it? Well, I guess we won three games ago, but it feels like it's been a lot longer. This is only our third win since the regular season restart. But Yeah, it's been rough. We've given up a lot of points and could really be up there at the top of the table. But luckily, a lot of results from other teams have gone our way. They have, So we've yes. stuck with it, you know. We're yes. still in the race. A lot of results have, have gone our way. Uh, it's, it's made it much, much more easy to sort of stay in and and not fall all the way down the table uh you know we're in third place right now we were in third place going into this game we're still in third place although we're 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 making the gap a little bit closer uh but let's talk about the lineup for this game because this this was the first uh or polito was back in the starting lineup which was good obviously and you had shelton and johnny russell uh flanking him up top which i think that is something that a lot of people like to see Ilya back in the starting lineup uh, that pushed Buzio into more of that sort of attacking midfielder type role. And Felipe Hernandez was there as well. Back line, I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, you never really know what you're going to get with the back line for Sporting KC, but Amadou Dia, Winston Reed, Punchech, and Zusi in front of Amelia. So how are you feeling going into this game, seeing that lineup? Well, I mean, I was excited for Amadou Dia. I thought he showed some promise, man, in, in being able to go forward and, and one-on-one defending. Um, so that, that was my biz, biggest excitement, but to also see Busio playing up a little bit in the midfield and not being limited to that D mid role, there was some excitement there as well. And also knowing that 
Roger Espinoza could potentially come on the field later on and be that enforcer and maybe get a yellow card or two. That's just inevitable. He, he's like death taxes and Thanos. He's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was excited, man. I was feeling good. Polito's back in there. Um, but we're away from home. So it's kind of scary. You got kind of a, you know, a little resurgence of Houston every now and then. They're, they're kind of a scary team. But as yep. you and I recently talked about, Albert Elise was gone. He's gone. And obviously he was the most scary player that Houston had on their team. They got some other good players. Um, Darwin Quintero, Christian Ramirez, um, Mara Minotas. But Albert Elise was sort of like the sporting killer. Like any, like he would just, his speed was just, and, and to be fair, it didn't just happen to sporting. He was a tough matchup for just about any team in MLS, but we really did not have a good answer for him. So to see him go definitely helped things out. I was excited to see, you know, Polito back in the starting lineup. It felt like it had been a long time since we'd seen him. Uh, this just, this felt like, okay, this is, this is closer to the first choice 11, you know, not quite there. The midfield is still a little bit of patchwork here and there, but you know, Gotti Kinda wasn't in there. Obviously Roger, uh, wasn't in there, uh, but Buzio's shown that he can be a reliable starter. Felipe Hernandez has shown he can be a reliable starter. So I was I was feeling pretty good seeing this lineup, even though earlier in the week I had said, or last week I had said, I was nervous going to start this game. This was, I don't know, this was kind of a weird game because this is almost like the opposite of how Sporting KC had been playing for much of the year so far. If you look at the stats... And, and tell me what you thought, because I don't think it necessarily felt like Houston was was dominating the game or anything, really. But Houston won possession 60 to 40. Uh, they had um, a better passing accuracy, 83 to 79. They got more shots off, although Sporting KC had more shots on target. So it's almost like all of the stats that Sporting KC usually wins were flipped. But then Sporting KC did the opposite thing that they tend to do, where they actually had less overall shots, but more shots on target. Just yeah. felt very strange. It's very uh, well. That's the game of soccer, isn't it? I mean, things never go the way you want them to. I mean, you got teams in the Premier League losing by six plus goals over the weekend, for God's sakes. I, you, you got Everton as number one in the Premier League, for God's sakes. It's a soccer is a weird sport, my friend. You got Seattle Sounders with a goal differential of nine hundred. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's insane. It's- it's wild. I do want to give a shout out to uh, to one of our listeners. Oh gosh, uh, here it is, um, Ryan Pendry. Not a Sporting KC question, but I want to hear Jimmy's thoughts on Everton's start to the EPL season. <laughs> Hashtag Come on, you Blues. Parentheses. Sorry, Dan. I still love you. Uh, man, I'll just say real quick. That's crazy, dude. Watch out. Everton's did looking you, good. Hamas is the real deal. We got we got sign-ins coming in. Ancelotti is putting together an actual real squad. Now, I wouldn't right. be an Everton fan if I didn't expect an inevitable collapse in our ultimate 11th place finish in the table. Just but, calm down, Hemi <laughs> Mac. <laughs> yeah, but James Rodriguez coming in there. It looks like a true mar- marquee signing and uh, signing. And I'm I'm, for the first time in a long time, legitimately excited for the future of Everton and it feels like we actually have real true leadership under Ancelotti. So it's pretty cool. I'm excited for Man United to uh get relegated. <laughs> Man, wouldn't United, that be bizarre? It's 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 a weird thing for United too, because um you know there's a lot of people calling for um 
Ole to be fired. Like they're, you know, well, they're he was an interim about, head coach for God's sakes. The interim head coach rarely sticks around. So he was really interim weird. head coach. They talked about how they were going to hire a full-time head coach and they're going to hire a director of football. Then they gave the permanent job to Ole. And then they said, eh, we're not actually going to hire mm-hmm. a director of football. I think it was Rebecca Lowe was grilling Tim Howard on Premier League morning the, uh, this past weekend. And she was like, if Ole got fired by Man United, would he get another head coaching job in Europe? And Tim Howard's like, no, I don't think so. And then she was like, then why is he the coach of Manchester United? Yeah, it's interesting. Fair point. So hmm. they're trying to get Jaden Sancho, but they can't come to an agreement because they're not paying what Dortmund want them to pay. So they just signed Cavani, Edinson Cavani, to Man United, but he's 74 years old. So all that being said, man, soccer is just weird. Like the stats don't have to go in your favor to win a game. You know, it's true. We've seen that time and time again with Sporting KC. Yeah. And and you know what? Um, something we don't talk about Sporting KC too enough or at all, really. Um, I just haven't really watched them, but every I do look at their stats at the end of every game. Mm-hmm. And bro, they always have way less shots than the opposing team. Yeah. It's insane. And they I f- lose. I feel it's this is probably the wrong mentality to have regarding sporting KC too, but it's tough to really get excited about them as a cohesive team unit. When Peter and the club themselves have sort of made it very clear that winning is not the objective for sporting KC too. the objective is to develop the players into a certain playing style. Yeah. And there's been such a rotating door of players there. Well, it's that... tough. I mean, are, are, are baseball fans watching their minor league teams? I mean, right. not really. Right. You you kind of know who your prospects are. Like if you're a baseball fan, like the Yankees might know, oh, we got the, the top three of the top 10 prospects in baseball. And we're really excited to watch them play one day, but they're yeah, not, sometime. they're not watching the farm teams, the AAA teams play now. Right. And when it comes to SKC two, I don't know who is coming our way. I yeah. mean, who's going to come up like, is Christian Duke going to come right. into the first team again? Probably not. I don't Probably know. not, no. Well, and you know what? It's almost a weird thing that happened, at least with me psychologically. And again, this might not be the right thing, but when they rebranded from Swope Park Rangers to Sporting KC2, it almost made it even less enticing for me to watch it even more. Because at least when they were Swope Park Rangers, I could sort of like trick myself into being like, this is Kansas City's USL club, but they're their own thing. They got their own brand. They have their own identity. They got the Swope Zoo. That's their fan and all that stuff. When they rebranded under SKC2, it was kind of like, we're not even going to try to pretend they're their own thing anymore. Like they are fully there to be SKC's farm system. You think you were upset? Talk to all the supporters who were out there at every single game. They're like, yeah. we invested so much in this SPR culture, you know, and yeah. jerseys and stuff. And that's just gone. Yeah. I got my SPR, relic. my SPR scarf I got hanging up and I'm, I'm glad I have it, but it's... I got the orange Jersey from the first year they were a team. I thought orange was kind of cool. No one does that. Yeah. Except the Houston dynamo. Well, like as their <laughs> alternate, I was like, why would SKC have an orange right. alternate? That's pretty right. cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, Hey, shout out to SKC too, I guess, but you know, it's tough. SPR rest in peace. The club formerly known as SPR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are we even talking about? What is this podcast right now? Who knows? We're all over um, the place. Did we, we started <laughs> this with politics, for God's sakes. What happened? It's, it's 2020. It's off the <laughs> 2020's rails. 2020's happened. Uh, Look at my hair. Look at my hair. This is a mullet. 
Jimmy. Dan does have a mullet-ish looking. It is nuts. I'm going to pony this up in a couple months. It's going to be gorgeous as hell. <laughs> you're getting to the point where, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting toward that sort of like late 80s, early 90s, sort of long flowing hair kind of look. I, like, I just started playing the guitar. Yeah. One of these days you're going to, you know, put on some, some red swim trunks, grab a buoy, and you could run on the beach and do your David Hasselhoff impression. So. My God. Yep. Surrounded by beautiful buxom ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, let's, let's try to pull this back to this Houston SKC oh, no. game. Uh, it, like I said, it, I don't think it necessarily felt, and you may disagree, I don't think it necessarily felt like any one team sort of like dominated either way. Um, there were moments here and there, but it, I guess the first moment was in about the 16th minute, um, Amadou Dia kind of had a little giveaway uh, deep inside SKC territory. Uh, Mauro Minotas had the ball. Uh, defense maybe wasn't great. Winston Reed didn't quite get to him, and, and he had a shot off. Uh, put it across the face of goal, but but that was – pretty early on in the game and that kind of felt like a warning shot like okay let's not let this happen again we're i'm tired of center backs letting people get by them and then have open shots on goal yeah a little scary but i mean at the end of the day like i didn't mind that center back pairing at all like they they were pretty solid right throughout the whole game i like well, that uh Punchets and uh winston reed well and that's sort of like almost kind of like trying to figure out what the key to this club is or this team is right now is like what is the center back pairing that we need to actually sort of anchor that defense because we we have I, I couldn't tell you who the first choice two center backs are right now like there's really no clear I'm leaning towards the them right now until Matt Beasler's healthy again and probably works his way back <laughs> into it because that's inevitable right it's just I mean, I, I haven't looked at, and I, I guess I could have looked at this before, but I didn't think about it till right now. I haven't looked at like sort of the splits of which center backs have played which games, who's played the most games this year. It feels pretty even. Like it does, I don't think there's any one center back. Maybe Punchech has, has gotten the most time, but outside of that, like between Beasler, Smith, and Reed, like feels pretty even. It seems very even. Absolutely. So, uh, Eight minutes later, nine minutes later, 25th minute, Sporting KC had a, a, a set-piece opportunity. Uh, it was a little bit outside the box, probably a little farther away than he'd like for a shot on goal. But Johnny Russell, he took it, and it was not far off. It was close enough that um, it definitely made uh, Marco Maric jump and, and gave him a little bit of a heart attack for a moment. But Johnny Russell on those set-pieces, occasionally he can be dangerous. Absolutely. So, uh, they're just, there were other opportunities throughout the first half. Uh, Darwin Quintero had an, an opportunity for, for Houston in the 33rd minute. Um, it was a pretty comfortable save from Team Ilya, but the defense just kind of let Quintero, you know, go through in and out uh, a little bit more than I would have liked. Alan Polito, though, made his presence felt in the 34th minute for Sporting KC. But I want to, uh, to start this highlight, talking about this highlight, not with Alan Polito's great goal, but with this pass from Gianluca Buzio, Buzio dropped way back. He wasn't in his normal defensive midfield role that he's been in this season, but he got the ball from Ilya, looked up, immediately saw Polito running and played a perfectly weighted ball to Alan Polito right in between two Houston defenders. Polito danced around Kiki Strunum, turned him left and right, didn't know which way he was going. And then the shot itself, maybe not the absolute best, but it was powerful enough that Marich couldn't stop it. It went off the deflection into the net. 1-0 Sporting KC. 
not bad. Yeah. No, it was awesome, dude. Um, and for, for Polito to take on those two guys, I don't know how those two guys don't close in and just at least slow him up. He just kept going. I mean, if you got to, you know, go to ground and trip him up a little bit, I mean, uh, do you get a do you get a red for that? I mean, uh, yellow at, at worst, right? I mean, they didn't probably didn't want to give a, a, a penalty kick, but, I mean, Struna, he did not know which way was up, which way was down. He was just like – he was probably about, I don't know, a yard or two, yeah, about a yard in front of Alan Polito. And he was trying to kind of run along with them. But every time he turned left, Polito went right. And every time he turned right, Polito went left. And there was just, it, I mean, honestly, it's a quality from a striker with the ball at his feet that I haven't seen from Sporting KC in a while. Mm-hmm. So this is not something Dom could have done. No. It's, I mean, really the only striker I can think about who was that good with the ball at his feet that sporting Casey had was Christian Namath and he didn't have the finishing. That's true. It was, it was, uh, it was effortless for lack of a better word. It looked uh, pretty damn easy for him to get that off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Buzio for that pass because it was gorgeous. Wait, Um, did you actually, so you didn't actually get to watch the game. You just caught highlights. Is that right? So I didn't get to watch the game live because yeah, we had other things going on. Slash I, Fox Sports Kansas City problems with <laughs> other streaming platforms that ninety well, percent of you are probably talking about. That too, yeah. I have YouTube TV. I don't get Fox Sports Kansas City anymore. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I, I know that's happening to a lot of other Sporting KC fans as well. I looked into going to Sling. I looked into ATN TV. Now the only other streaming platform that still has Fox Sports Kansas City is Hulu. Unfortunately, right. Hulu doesn't have a lot of the other channels that YouTube TV has that I like, and they don't have a, as good of a cloud DBR. So it's kind of like, do I give up, you know, all of this other stuff just for the one Fox Sports channel, or, or what do I do? So how did you watch the game? Um, I, <laughs> I was able to find uh, enough of the highlights to put together a, a, a relatively full picture of the game. Um, unfortunately I tried to watch it on ESPN plus, uh, on replay. And for some reason here in Lee's summit, that is blacked out even the replay of the game. However, many days later now, although you were talking about how you are apparently able to watch the replays in Olathe. Yeah. So, so like, are, do you, is your phone connected to Wi-Fi? Nope. I tried it. I, I actually thought about you that. Tried I, it without it. I tried it just on cellular. Yeah. Weird, man. I mean, I, I guess a VPN would be your only bet, but like, okay. Cause the way you're talking about it, I was like, how'd you watch this shit? Cause I remember you were big time mad. Well, I'm, I still don't know how I'm going to watch the games going forward. I'm going to have to maybe sign up for a free trial of Hulu. But like, like I said, I have a lot of stuff on my YouTube TV DVR that we've saved to watch and I got everything set up there. Like, I don't really just want to get rid of that, but I also don't want to pay huh. 50 bucks a month for Hulu on top of YouTube TV. So these are big time problems. Man, it's so tough. (laughs) First world problems. Well, Um, you're not the only one tweeting at the club. Like, like they have any say in it, you know, the social media person or whatever, but no. And and, yeah. And I'm not tweeting to be like, Hey, fix this for me. But I, I do think that there is streaming's not going away. It's, it's, here to stay and a lot of younger people especially who tend to be the main demographic for mls and soccer teams tend to lean more towards streaming than having a cable subscription and so i do think it's important that the club figure out 
how can fans in the Kansas City market have relatively easy and affordable access to Sporting KC games in a, on a streaming platform? Hmm. Because right now, it's easier for people outside of Kansas City, easier, cheaper, more accessible to watch Sporting Kansas City games if you're outside of Kansas City than it is if you're an SKC fan inside of Kansas City. Man, it's not like you can go to a bar right now or go to a friend's house and watch, right. you know? Or right. You shouldn't. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll figure it out. I'm going to be fine. But it's just, it's one of those. <laughs> I, I mean, I will. I'll bounce back. I'll get through this. <laughs> this it's, it's just one of those, you know, mildly frustrating things where it's like, no, my YouTube TV bill didn't go down. It actually went up not that long ago when they added like Nickelodeon that I didn't necessarily want. So that's frustrating, but I don't know. It's fine. I'll figure it out. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll get this, dude. You are a resilient son of a gun. <laughs> I will bounce back. Uh, Alan Polito, he, he was not done, nor was Gianluca Buzio done. And this yeah, was they're pretty good, huh? Pretty good pair. 73rd minute. This was an absolutely gorgeous goal. This was about one of the best team goals I've seen in a long time. Buzio tapped the ball off to Roger in Sporting KC's uh, half. Roger ran forward for about 30 yards. I don't know what Houston's defense or where their midfield was. Right, just letting Roger take it up. It's like, come on. Right, they're nowhere to be found. Roger, good little pass to Buzio, who this pass from Buzio might have been better than the first one he had. It's just first touch off his right foot, just laid it again, perfectly weighted right in the path of Alan Polito. And then this finish from Alan Polito is one of the better finishes I've ever seen a Sporting KC striker make. And I'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment, but this is a very difficult thing to do. Sliding with the ball going away from the net, chipping it over the goalkeeper into the opposite top corner. That is some class skill. Yeah, did it even get nominated for goal of the week? Uh, I haven't seen if it got nominated for goal of the week yet. I did see Alan Polito was MLS player of the week. He was player of the week? Okay, I saw he made team of the week. So that was kind of cool. Team of the week and player of the week. Oh, he did make player of the week. That's right. Yeah. So we haven't had one of those in a while. No, but that, I mean, that whole sequence was like, when we're firing on all cylinders and we can do that, that was a gorgeous team goal. And it was from Pretty the cool, play. Busio knew to like hit it hard enough to get away from the defenders, but just enough. So Polito could catch up. If you, if you put money on him sliding to score that goal with a chip, I, I, I'd say you're out of your damn mind. Like, no, that's not going to happen. No. So when he did, it was just, it was phenomenal. Um, yeah. But again, you know, two nil score now. It's, it's kind of scary. A lot of game left. Yep. There's still time left. Uh, 84th minute off of a set piece. And stop me if you've heard this before. Sporting Casey gave up a goal off of a set piece late in the game. Uh, Sam, I don't, God. I've heard this before. So I'll stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this dude's last name, and I don't remember hearing it, but Yunkwa, Junkwa, J-U-N-Q-U-A. Unfortunately, I don't remember how to pronounce it, but he, uh, he got a header off of a set piece, puts the ball away, and it's 2-1 to one in the 84th minute. There was still six minutes plus stoppage time left. Thankfully, that was the last of uh, Houston goals. Houston's goals. Wow, I can speak. Uh, and it ended 2-1, but SKC made it a little scary there for a minute. Yeah, I, I was like, we're, we're going to draw this game. Like, it just, it just felt like it was going to happen. Um, but thank goodness, man, we got out of there unscathed and uh, everyone's healthy. I don't know, Roger took a little bit of a knock later in that game, didn't he? 
Uh, he may have. Yeah. I don't remember. Crazy, specifically. Though. I, I think everyone else is pretty healthy with the exception of uh, Martins and Beasler. So mm-hmm. but, should be good, but Hey, no Polito for tonight's game. Is he gone already? Bro, he plays. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, today is Wednesday. Yeah. He's playing for Mexico today. Oh, is it today? Okay. Or maybe riding the bench for Mexico. We don't know. <laughs> so Either that's, way, yeah. he gone. So, Alan, yep, you're right. He, they're playing the Netherlands today. Um, Real that's... cool, man. Like, it's a couple of friendlies that he's left us for. Why? Money, 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 money. Yeah. That's, all, that's why. It's... You didn't finish it. Money. <laughs> They've got two games. You're right. Wednesday, October 7th against the Netherlands, and then Tuesday, October 13th against uh, Algeria. Um, but this is what Polito wanted, dude. When he came here in his first ever press conference via translator, he said something like, I really hope to work my way back into the Mexican national team. Like, I remember that distinctly. I was like, so that's, that's like your big goal? You don't want to maybe come here and win a trophy, championship ring, yep. give back to the city that now adores you? Okay. Have fun in your stupid Mexican friendly. Well, and <laughs> given, uh, given the quarantine requirements and whatnot, Peter said that he expects that Polito will probably miss five to six games. Yeah. Out of what? We have like eight remaining. So about 75% of our games. That's good. But I heard something on extra time and they made a good point. He comes back just in time for a playoff push, maybe. Um, God, oh my God, God help us if he like gets injured on the Mexican team or something like that. Peter's oh my God, somebody. Peter will, I mean, he's, he's mad too. You, he would never say it on the air, but I would love to be behind the scenes and hear him bitch about this right now. Cause in his press conference yesterday, he said, oh my God, what did he say? Uh, he's like, well, uh, it's really sad to lose him. It's for friendlies, but it is what it is. So we're kind of mad about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he clearly did not want it's a hard thing for a manager because you don't want, like it's a FIFA window. So, and FIFA Does sporting get money for it to let him go. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But did, um, they, ha- did they have to let him go? Well, that I honestly, I'm not sure. Normally in a FIFA window. Yes. You're, you have to let your players go. Now FIFA said, I think there was a like kind of a workaround in this where you didn't necessarily have to let them go, but it kind of depended on if there was a quarantine period required in by your, your government or by the state. And I don't think there's a quarantine requirement by the state of Missouri, but Peter would never block him, block a player from leaving. Well, that's because now thing. you're keeping that player here hostage and they're just going to be pissed at you. Part of the reason Alan Polito, like you said, came to Sporting KC was to work his way back into a playing position with the Mexican national team. So now that he's done that, if Peter were then to say, no, you can't go. Yeah. That kind of defeats a large part of the reason why Polito came here. And what kind know. of message does that send to future players? And if if he, if he flies back to us, it was meant to be. You know, <laughs> you gotta let him go. Uh, we do. We have nine games left. You know, Chicago, uh, then Nashville on Sunday. Uh, FC That'd Dallas. First time against Nashville. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. FC Dallas away next Wednesday, then away Chicago the following Saturday, and then the fifth game would be the rescheduled Wednesday game against Colorado away. So that would be five games. If he misses a sixth game, it would be the then home game against the Colorado Rapids. So we'd have him back probably for uh, FC Cincinnati, Minnesota United, and RSL. 
And then we're playing against some other Texas team we haven't played because we only play Texas teams now. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm tired of getting whooped by Texas teams. I tell you that. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. So well, and why do people like Seattle get to play Vancouver nine times and San Jose and just beat up on the poor kids over there? Like hey, we got to play legit games and get injuries and get hurt, you know, uh, and just get whooped. Houston and, and Dallas, everyone's been real tough on us, man. And I yeah. just look at teams like Seattle that are just skating on by, dropping like four goals on 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 Vancouver again, you know. Yeah. I think they do have to play LAFC a couple of times, and obviously we don't have. Well, we to. don't know who they are. <laughs> well, are they going to lose or win this week? Who the yeah. hell knows? They they can be the best team in MLS, or they could be average at best. Same so. with the Galaxy. Like, who the hell are they? They were great once upon a time. Now we got all these big name players. They don't know how to play together. Right. So the good news is, okay, I'm we got. <laughs> hey, I understand. Uh, the good news is, uh, we know Chicago is not good. We well, know. They're, they're better now. They're, they're catching their stride. I um, think we yes. win tonight. If, by the way, I will go on record saying I think we win, but I think it'll be difficult. Chicago, we got them twice. Cincinnati and Nashville, we got them once each. So those are the 10th, 11th, and 12th place teams in the East. Um, you know, we got Colorado a couple more times, and, and they're a decent team, but, you know, they're mid to lower table in the West. Uh, you know, it's just – RSL in Minnesota, they're they're better. Um, it's just well, I guess RSL is eighth place. Minnesota's fourth place. So the Minnesota game, I mean, that's those are the ones that that really are that one that's left. I guess I don't know how many games. It feels like we've played Minnesota twenty seven times this year. But would you would you call the Rapids the, the Coronado Rapids or something? Oh, what did I? Sh- um, Ronorado. I don't know. It's hard to say. Colorado Rapids. <laughs> Colorado. I just put way too many <laughs> syllables in the damn thing. Yeah. Corona Rada Elemental P, yeah. <laughs> COVID Arado Rapids. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, Colorado Rapids. That's what I was – I should have called them They're not being that. safe, that's for sure. I don't want to play them. Have yeah. them sweating and spitting all over me. It's, it's, I mean, it's just it's a bummer that we're going to lose Polito for all but the last three games. So, we'll see. Probably going to see Kyrie at striker. Uh yeah, or Hurtado. I mean, do we not trust Hurtado to get in there and get muscly? I mean, the dude's the dude's a freaking you know Sherman tank. Seems like Peter likes to default to Kyrie to start at striker and then bring in Hurtado off the bench. Now I do think Hurtado will probably get some starts. But yeah, probably. I don't well, know. the thing is, you know, we, we, it'll be interesting to see what kind of game plan we have. Peter even said, he's like, I don't know. I mean, we, we, you can't play the same without Allen. I mean, we have to play. Why do I say his name in the widest way possible? Allen. Allen. Allen Polito. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll use my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's, he's like, we could play multiple different ways. And we've seen that, you know, whether it's with freaking Gotti at a, at a false nine or, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, uh, Kyrie getting beastie down there. And it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, you know, you're right, Chicago. They, they've not lost in their last three games, two wins and a draw. Uh, Sporting KC is considered the betting favorite. Um, it, it, is, it is at Children's Mercy Park. So we'll see. Uh, I think that Sporting KC probably should win this game, even without Alan Polito. But it's MLS, you never really know. So... 
It's um, the other games that are going to be important to watch are Seattle Sounders taking on RSL and Portland Timbers take on LA Galaxy. So those are, those are going to be some, some important Western Conference games taking place. Um, yeah. Colorado against uh, LAFC as well. So it's going to be interesting. But Absolutely. Um, I also think it's worth noting that this was Peter Vermees' 150th win as a manager in the MLS regular season. Right. Do you see that video of uh, Tim presenting him the game ball on the airplane? Yeah. Kind of cool. It's pretty cool. So He, like, picked up the damn telephone receiver. I was like, <laughs> like he's making an announcement. You know, they, they should have let him put on the damn life vest, like Chris Farley style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he should have given Peter a set of wings, too, like the pilots give to the little kids. He earned his wings. Here's your wings, Peter. Also, um, they call him Peter. And I, I guess, you know, that's, I don't know. What, what else would you call him? Coach? Gaffer? I, I don't know. Like, uh, just hearing someone call their coach by their first name just feels feels weird to me i don't know growing up it was always a uh, coach reed or you know coach for i don't know yeah no i get you i yeah i i don't is it different when you get older the probably respect is different no i think so like even in the nfl like you know i don't think patrick calls andy reed coach reed well i don't know maybe he does i think he does i think i've heard like travis kelsey say coach reed i mean no one's saying andy or anything like that yeah big, big papa reed i don't know I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I'm a Packers fan, obviously, a lot of you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't call Matt LaFleur Coach Fleur. He calls him Matt. And uh, part of that might just because they're like a year apart in age. But Right, right. Yeah, that'd be like having uh, Sean McVay as a coach, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, Aaron Donald is calling him Coach McVay. He's probably calling him Sean. McVay or so. Sean, right. I don't know, it's just weird. He's like, hey, congratulations, Peter. I was like, you refer to him as Coach Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's yeah. I don't know. Um, and then he had to do the tunnel on the airplane. I don't. I don't like that. People slapping my back. I don't like that shit. Don't no. don't slap me. I don't know. <laughs> I think Zeus hit him a little hard, and he looked back at him like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> you will not be playing on Wednesday. Yeah, you just breathed your last breath. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Uh, we do have some questions slash comments uh, that I want to get to here. Drake Ewing. Not a question, but a comment. Besides you, Jackman, I don't think anyone can pull off the mutton chops as well as Buzio. So yeah, dude, <laughs> you got the chops, it, man. It's yeah, it's it's interesting. It's hey. like we get it. You're over eighteen now, bro. You don't got to prove it anymore. I understood it when you were younger, but come on. I couldn't grow it, so you couldn't grow the muttons. Oh, not a chance in hell. Oh, dude, I played uh, I played the meatloaf role in Rocky Horror Show uh on stage yeah and i had to grow grow mutton chops for for riding my motorcycle it was gross <laughs> yeah do you have any pictures absolutely okay well you got to share them yeah, i was fatter then though so those pictures stay uh <laughs> they stay locked up <laughs> we all had we all had our fat phase so well quarantine we might we all might be getting some fat phase back <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true um i can't outrun my bad diet my friend <laughs> Next question from, from Carter Hastings. He says, uh, with Roger, Ilya, and Gotti all back, uh, what do you think playing time will look like for Felipe and Buzio? I would imagine Roger comes off the bench in one more game for fitness reasons, but after that, I'm not sure. Yeah, good point. I mean, if it's working, then why not have Raj come on for that, that hotness in mm -hmm. the second half? I mean, he, when he came on, it was like, oh, God damn. Mm -hmm. I like this. Yeah. Um, and Felipe Hernandez is looking damn confident out there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I man, why do you pull him? It's, it's been, 
a blessing in disguise, weirdly, that Felipe and Buzio have been able to get that much more actual first team game experience due to injuries or due to personal reasons. Obviously, we don't want, we, we still don't know and don't want anything bad to happen to Ilya's family. Don't quite know what was going on there, but right. the result was Buzio gets to play the six, and we've seen him grow in that role quite a bit. So now what was a position group that was kind of stretched really thin? If Roger gets back, Ilya's back, Gotti's healthy, suddenly you're like, we got a little bit of – we got some options there now. Sure, absolutely. And, and here's one thing to think of. Can Zussi make all the mistakes in the world and still continue to start game after game? <laughs> it's so great because we yeah. see him make little bitty – you know, in the past few games he'd make a mistake, and he's the only constant in this team, and it, I'm, I'm here for it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Um, I don't know how – I don't know what, what Zussi has to do for Peter not to start him. I mean, he, it seems like Peter gets mad for a game and maybe starts Jalen there, but then Zussi's right back. He loves so. him, man. He's going to ride him, ride him to the wheels fall off. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And, and I like it. I don't know. The dude is fast. He works hard. He mm-hmm. doesn't age a, a, a year, it just seems. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited for this game tonight. I'm excited to uh, – see what happens in the forward core and uh, hopefully it all works out. Yep. Uh, Zachary Harden asked, we kind of already answered this, but your thoughts on how hard it was uh, of a decision for the club to let Polito go for international duty when he just came back to the club from an absence. Um, I think bullshit. We, <laughs> we, Absolute bullshit. We talked about it. It's just, it, it really does suck, but I just don't think that there's much that could have been done. But to put it like Peter said, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything about it. It's what makes him happy. He yeah. wants, he has that Mexican heritage, that pride. Yeah. Uh, also gets a pretty good paycheck, I'm sure, for going. Probably. So, yeah. uh, but I'm just, it's, as a sporting fan, it's just so sad because he got two goals last game and you're like, we won't have that again. Yeah. Five goals in 10 league games. I mean, that's, that's on pace for, you know, that sort of 18 goal a season, 20 up, you know, things yeah, go it's a full right away, 20, 20 goal a season. If it's a full season thing, you know, that's the type of striker sporting case he's been missing. Uh, yeah. If you, so. you score a game every other, or if you score a goal every other game, uh, that's 17 goals in the regular season. And that gets you team MVP honors. I mean, mm-hmm. not to mention all the assists that he'd have on top of that and whatnot. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, people will have to step up. Tonight, people have to step up. Uh, whether it's Kyrie trying to get trying to get mean up there, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully everyone's relatively healthy because there hasn't been that much of a break, and you won't get much more break to come. Yeah. Uh, last question, uh, Daniel Gooden says, "How do you think next year will be with our attacking power with Polito, Gutierrez, and Kinda? I am excited for these three to play off each other for a year or two. Be Could be cool. good. You forget about Gutierrez, don't you? I mean, it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, he was good. He was our best player, maybe. <laughs> and, he's, and he's still good, uh, presumably. We, we don't know. I mean, I know he's recovering, but uh, it, that's, pre- that's something to think about. That's pretty exciting next year, if uh, assuming everyone sticks around and there's no, uh, no sales, no trades, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Well, and then, honestly, Kyrie Shelton looks really good. Like, him and Polito can play off each other pretty well. Uh, you have Johnny in there and, and Johnny when, when suddenly Johnny Russell, who just a couple of years ago was like our primary attacking threat. And now he's like the third or fourth guy you mentioned in the offense. That's not bad. So Pretty big deal. Um, and I, I, I wonder like they don't disclose a whole lot. You really kind of got to Google to find people's 
contracts, right? I don't know what like Kyrie Shelton's contract is. I, I don't know how many did we lock him down for long. I mean, or was it a one-year thing? Oh, three-year thing. It's a three-year thing. Yep. I was just we got him. I just found the the post on skc.com and three-year contract through 2022 with a 2023 option. So that's cool. Hey, I like what we see. So and and we and Peter must too, man, because they uh, they wanted him back. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, yeah. So thank you all for the questions. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so give me a prediction as we before we move on to. Um, just a couple other news and notes around the league before we wind down. How do you think this game's going to go tonight? I mean, I think it's going to be weird to find our shape right away because Polito just really has that essence of a striker in the way he carries himself on the field. Unlike any other player we have on our team. Can Kyrie do it? Can Hurtado do it? Yeah. But like, that's going to be the one to watch. I mean, I think our midfield's fine. Our defense will be what it, what it's been uh mm-hmm. it's been a little poo-poo it's been a little good at times but mm-hmm. chicago's a little confident right now i mean they, they picked up a couple big wins but mm-hmm. I, I think we win uh i hope so i think we win too and i think uh we have another big game at home on sunday against nashville these are two oh, very dude, important games couple of home games i yeah. mean you've heard the players all week have been like listen we've been letting down the fans at home we we, we owe it to them like mm-hmm. they're coming out there they're Essentially, they're risking their lives. I mean, with COVID and everything, I, I, mean, I hate to sound so dramatic like that, but anytime you go anywhere, essentially, you're risking your life in a right. car accident or whatever. But, uh, you know, they, they, they think they owe it to us. So I think it'll be big, two big-time home wins this week, man. That's a six-point week. And it's, it's almost, I mean, mathematically, they're not must-wins, but I almost kind of want to say these are both must-win games to get full, the full six points because after that, yeah. We have seven games left. Five of them are on the road. Only and, two more home games after that. And the Western Conference teams ramp up. These are two Eastern Conference teams this week mm-hmm. that we could really take advantage of and uh, make them our bitch. Yeah. So neither Chicago nor Nashville are, are, are very good. Although, as you mentioned, Chicago is heating up a little bit. But these are two very big must-win games, I would say. So I think we can get a full six points from, from all three. Put together a nice little three-game uh, win streak. I think that'd be be pretty nice going into that away game in dallas well, and nashville knows us a little bit i mean they uh the guy running the show down there was uh what uh, academy coach or mike jacobs Is that oh um yeah god what was it he was i'm blanking on what he was well, he was us, on the he, staff yeah he was on the coaching staff he was an assistant gm yeah. Talk, yeah so he's familiar with us he's familiar mm-hmm. with the way we play so i mean they'll be they'll be ready yeah. And and like any game, it's not going to be easy. And with no Polito, man, it'll. I, I'm I'm excited, but I'm nervous. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm optimistic. Yep. And that's that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> uh, you got any other sporting KC uh, issues you want to talk about before we move on to just a couple other things? No, I've bitched about the Polito thing long enough. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, one other, I guess, tangentially sporting KC related uh, news item: Columbus Crew has signed Christian Namath. That's right. Well, Just last week, yeah. last week, dude, we were like, what happened to that guy? <laughs> and here yeah. he is. Did we make this happen? Probably. Someone, someone in Columbus, Caleb Porter was listening to our podcast. He's like, what did happen to Christian Namath? Where I'm going to give go? his agent a call. We're going to lock this down. <laughs> it was just so funny. You're welcome, Caleb. So, uh, you know, not Namath- that the Columbus, not that Columbus needs 
the attacking power. Good, they're, man. they're killing it. Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, they Jossie got Jossie's artist is good. All of a sudden, it's it's weird. They got Jossie's artist, who's you know doing pretty well up top. They got a plus fifteen uh, goal differential. They got thirty one points in the East. It's it's them and Toronto that are the two best teams with Orlando and Philly right behind them. So, but hey, I mean, if they, I'm I'm guessing they got Christian Namath on a pretty team friendly deal, and they're going to have him coming off the bench. So, it's not not a bad deal. Yeah, I so. mean. He's back. He's back in the back in the league. Shout out to uh, Christian Namath, I guess. <laughs> the the, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about. This is really the last big news item that that I wanted to talk about was. Did you see all the craziness that went down in this USL game between the San Diego Loyal and Phoenix Rising? Yes. As far as so I for, saw what was going down. Yeah. For for those of you who who may not be aware. Uh, Colin Martin is a player for the San Diego Loyal. Um, he's, he's an openly gay player. It, it is known that he is a gay man. He's proud of that, you know, and, and he shouldn't have to fear being an openly gay professional male athlete. That should just be something that, that is totally fine. Uh, the San Diego Loyal have, are, are known to have, to, to be willing to walk off the field in instances of, of racism, at least the week prior, they, they essentially protested a game after a a racist incident. So they were playing Phoenix rising FC and one of the Phoenix rising players, junior Flemings reportedly called Colin Martin an anti-gay slur. Um, I'm not going to say it, but it's a Jamaican phrase that, that is essentially kind of the equivalent to like, the F word derogatory slur for, for gay people in Jamaican culture. And so obviously Colin Martin did not take kindly to that. And he got up in junior Fleming's, you know, face and they had a disagreement and, and all of his teammates, all of Colin Martin's teammates were right there, like supporting yeah. him. They're like, we're Should not going to punch him right happen. in the mouth. Well, and it got a little confusing because the ref initially issued Colin Martin a red card because he heard the word gay and he thought that Colin Martin was calling Junior Fleming gay. And Junior Fleming was like, no, no, I'm not. I, he <laughs> Probably. is. <laughs> and so it all got sort of, um, it got a little hectic. It got even more crazy when Landon Donovan was basically going to the ref being like, we're not going to take this anymore. You either issue him a red card or we're not going to play. Like this just yeah, happened leaving. last week. We're not, we're not doing this again. And the Phoenix rising coach, uh, Rick Chance, he was caught on camera, just like seemingly not taking this seriously at all. Like talking to Landon Donovan, be like, stop overreacting at soccer. Like how long have you been in soccer? Just kind of dismissing it. And, and one of the San Diego loyal players came up and basically was about ready to fight the Phoenix rising coach. And I was like, good for you. And once coaching staff kind of got him away, but Landon Donovan basically was like, you know, exactly what happened. This is unacceptable. And either he gets out of the game or we're not going to play anymore. And the ref ultimately said he's going to stay in the game. And Landon Donovan and his team said, then we're not playing. And they walked off the field. They were winning at the time by multiple goals. And because they walked off the field, they ended up having to forfeit 3-0, which actually cost them a spot in the USL playoffs. But that's how seriously they took this. Yeah, things are bigger than soccer. I mean, they're like, screw your league. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not going to do the right thing, I, I'm done with you. Yeah. So wow. this was, I mean, this is, a, this is a big issue that's facing soccer globally, both racism and homophobia. Uh, Shantz has since 
he tried to apologize once on Twitter, but people didn't really like it because it felt very disingenuous. And basically he almost got caught in a lie because he in the video very clearly said he didn't mean it. How long have you been playing soccer? And he's looking right at Landon Donovan. He then tried to kind of, I think, lie and say, I wasn't talking to Landon Donovan. I was asking the ref how long he's been in soccer, which doesn't make sense contextually with what was happening. Uh, Yeah, I like to not look at people when I'm talking to them. (laughs) (laughs) He has since come out and tweeted out basically like, I've thought about this more. I was wrong. I have a lot of unconscious bias I need to be working on. I'm going to be working with LGBTQ plus organizations to figure out how I can better handle this. It was a much better statement. Talk is cheap. Hopefully the actions follow. But this man, I mean, I guess shout out to Landon Donovan, shout out to Colin Martin, shout out to the San Diego Loyal for being willing to not just forfeit a game, but basically forfeit their playoff spot to take a stand. Yeah. Shout out to Landon Donovan for, you know, making, for putting eyes on USL, essentially. I mean, Mm -hmm. not a ton of people uh, are even aware of this story. I mean, it's a, I had heard about it, but I didn't know all the details that you just uh, scrubbed for me. Yeah. It's, it's just a bummer that, I mean, it's, it's 2020 and we're still dealing with this type of stuff. Oh, we're aware. It's still 2020. (laughs) It's uh, yeah. It's just so, you know, there's no place for, for this stuff in society, let alone soccer. So hopefully more teams, more coaches, more players can start taking a stand. Um, but I know this is a big problem in European soccer as well. This is a big problem in, in CONCACAF. This is a problem, I mean, the, the goalkeeper chant that a lot of the, the uh, Mexican see, national team fans say. It's still a problem. I can't, I can't handle it. If you say words like that to me, I'm a pusher. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push you. And, and dude, ah, I'm getting like PTSD here. In Chicago, I like stepped on this dude's foot. And he was like, maybe don't go studs up, you fucking F word. Like, yeah you know, anti-gay. And so I go, what? And I pushed him and it was a whole thing, dude. It was, uh, yeah, I get heated. I get heated. And you're not even somebody who identifies as an LGBT. Just like you don't use that word. Right. You wouldn't drop an N word to anybody else. You wouldn't do that. Right. But I just, Oh dude, I wanted to hit this idiot so hard. Yeah. So moral of the story, shout out to San Diego loyal, shout out to Colin Martin, shout out to Landon Donovan don't be homophobic people. Don't be racist. Don't, don't be anything. Just try to be a decent human being and treat each other with compassion. So I guess ask. that's all we can ask for, um, which seems hard for some people, but uh, that's, that's what we got this week. And on a light note, why don't we? That's a great, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's like a, you just ended on a, a Jimmy proverb or something. I mean, it's a lesson, you know, more, no, you know, I just don't be um, racist. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for for sticking with us uh, for for listening. Uh, we we very much appreciate it. Um, make sure you leave us a, a five star rating review if you have not yet done so. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod at Dan Kuzer at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash No Other Pod, uh, or shoot us an email, No Other Pod at gmail.com. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with another victory pod, maybe a double victory pod. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, until next week, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Don't be racist, fools.
Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high quality and easy to assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big. 